Amen. What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. It is, isn't it? Amen. You know, it's not hard to tell that Jesus is alive at Orchardville Church, is it? Amen. Amen. He is risen. Yes. If you don't know that for a spiritual fact in your life this morning, you can before you leave here today. All right? Amen. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, it's good to see everybody at church this morning. You know, Ori, uh, a lot of you know my son, Ori, and oh my goodness, he, uh, he loves jokes. He loves to tell jokes, and there's a good chance, he's told it to so many people this week, there's a good chance you've already heard this joke. But I'm going to tell it to you anyway, and it's one of Ori's absolute favorite jokes, okay? <clears throat> and it goes like this. You know, there is a mother, and this could be any mother here, I guess, but there is a mother went in to get her son out of his bedroom and get him to church. And I'm sure many of you mothers have done that. And he says, Mom, I'm not going to go for two reasons. He says, they don't like me and I don't like them. <laughs> and she looked at her son and she says, I'm going to give you two reasons that you've got to go. You're 49 years old and you're the pastor. That's why you've got to... <laughs> So that, that, or he does all my joke editing, and that's one of his favorites. <laughs> that's one of his favorites there. So we are glad everybody's here at Dorchville Church. I'll tell you what, man, if we can't have fun at church, you know, we might as well be in a 4-H club, you know? <laughs> and if we don't know that, uh, if we don't know and realize that Jesus is alive, we might as well be a 4-H club, right? But he is alive. And we know he's alive, and he's alive in many of us. And, uh, and that changes things. That changes the atmosphere. That changes our heart. That changes our future. It changes our past. It changes everything. Yeah. Now, uh, now, I do want everybody to know right outside these doors on the left-hand side, there is a room out there. Uh, there's some comfy chairs there, and there's a TV there, and you can see and you can hear the sermon there. So if your child does act up or anything, well, just please, for the courtesy of everybody else, just take them out there, and, and you can watch and participate in the, in the sermon out there if you would do that for me. Amen. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer, shall we? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we do worship you, and we praise you this morning, and we thank you for this day and for watching over us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I want to I wanna try to answer three questions for you today. <clears throat> and if you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to Matthew 20. Matthew 20, verse 17. Matthew 20, verse 17. And there's three questions I want to try to answer for you today. The first one is, is why did Jesus have to die? Why did he have to die such a cruel death? So number one question I want to answer you this morning is, why did Jesus have to die? The number two question was, why was Jesus raised from the dead? I mean, he died on the cross for our sins, right? Well, okay, but also, but why was he raised from the dead? And the third question I want to answer for you today that, that I wondered years ago, what in the world does that have to do with me? Anybody wonder that this morning? What in the world does any of this stuff have to do with me, right? 
So if you've got your Bible, let's go ahead and look at uh, Matthew 20, verse 17. Yeah, we have all that for you. I'll just read it off the screen. And it says, as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside privately and told them what was going to happen to him. It says, listen, he said, we're going to go up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man, and Jesus was talking about himself. He commonly used the Son of Man describing himself. He says, where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law, and they will sentence him to die. So see, Jesus knew what he was walking into. And at that point, he could have turned and went the other way like he had other times where he vanished away. Just all of a sudden, he was gone. So he knew what he was walking into, but he kept going anyway. Verse 20, or no, verse 19. Is that where I'm at? Okay. And it says, then they will hand him over, talking about Jesus, hand him over to the Romans to be mocked, flogged with a whip, and crucified. But on the third day, he will raise from the dead. Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Amen. So, so here I want to I kind of illustrate. You see, we've got a little bit of stuff going on. See, we got, we got God over here. How many of you, and there, you might even be an atheist, but how many of you want to have, you might not even believe in God, but how many of you want the good things that come from God, whether it's joy, peace, love, uh, eternal life? How many of you want that? We all want that. I mean, who doesn't? If, you know, if I could ask someone here today, do you want peace in your life? I don't think anybody's going to say, nope, not me. I like frustration and craziness, and I, I like all that stuff. No, we all, we all want the blessings of God, right, in our life. And when God created the world in Genesis 1, he created a world that was perfect, a world that were, there was no sin, there was no hatred, there was no strife, there was no idolatry, there was no cussing, there was no, no anything bad, it was all good. And let me tell you, ladies, there was no pain at childbirth. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Well, I would hope. And hey, well, what about this one here? I know my wife loves flowers. There was no weeds in the flower garden. Yeah. Okay, farmers, you didn't have to spend a quadrillion dollars every year to get rid of the weeds in your fields. Wouldn't that be nice? You see, none of that was there. It was, a, it was an open relationship between God's prized possession, mankind, and God. It was an open, open relationship. They was in perfect unity and one accord, and the Scripture says that God would come down and walk with His creation, mankind, in the cool of the day just to hang out. Now, wouldn't that be something? How many of you know that's not the world we live in today? That's not the world we live in today. But see, we're talking about real love this morning. And what, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but real love, it gives free choice. It gives the ability for the other person to love you back or not love you back. That's included. And God gave mankind, he loved mankind so much that he gave us a free choice. God told mankind, you can, you, can, you can love me, you can follow me, and I'll watch over you and protect you. 
Or the other option was they can rebel against God and go the other way. Just like us, we give our loved ones a free choice, right? Is there, any, is there anybody here that has uh, bars on your windows and all of your door lock and you leave all your loved ones at home when you leave so you know they'll be back, still be there when you get back? Is there anybody that don't, don't tell me? I mean, <laughs> I guess if there is, raise your hand. We need to pray for you, I guess. I don't know. No, but see, but see free love, it gives a choice. I love my wife, and it's her choice to love me back. God loves us, and it's our choice to love him back. Well, it just so happens that Adam, Adam and Eve, they, that they turned from God. They didn't realize what they had with God. They didn't realize the relationship that they had with him. They didn't realize and cherish the time that they had with him, so they turned and they followed the enemy, the devil, they follow something else. So see, me, see there, was this, there was this pathway to God, and it was sturdy and solid, and, and, and uh, mankind could walk to God, and God could come to them, and there was no problems at all. It was just the way God wanted it. The, mankind could come to God in time, in time of need, and Mankind could do what he wanted to. He could ask God things and talk to him about things. But then man chose to go a different direction. Because he had a free will, he, God didn't make us robots. Do you ever wonder why there's so much sin and craziness on the world? I'll tell you, because God didn't make you a robot. If God hadn't gave you a free choice, you would be a robot. He would, he would control you with a remote control. You're going to do good today because I'm going to, keep, I'm going to, I'm going to guide you. I'm going to watch over and you can't do nothing bad. But he loved us so much that he gave us a free choice. And man chose wrong. And this pathway to God was, it was, it was interrupted. It was, dis, it was all messed up. Because of disobedience, because of, because of jealousy and anger, and this pathway to God was no longer no good. You, you couldn't get past it. You can't get across it. So here's mankind on this side and God on that side, and there's no way to get there because unity, fellowship had been broken. Trust had been broken. What happened? Sin had entered in. Sin had entered in to the world that God had created. And therefore, the world ended up looking like this. This is an illustration we used a week before last to illustrate what some of our lives looked like without the Lord. And instead of the, the world being perfect the way God wanted it, it ended up looking like this. All leaning and it won't keep the rain off of you and it won't protect you, it won't watch over you, it won't guard you, it won't do anything like that. It's all messed up. Like any little old thing come through life can just knock it down. 
But that's not what God intended. And that brings us to the first question. Why did Jesus have to die? He had to die because because of this, because mankind was over here in this fallen, broken down world. And this is where we are, and God is way over there, and we can't get to him. The, the bridge, the fellowship has been broken. We've got the scripture for you. Hebrews says, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. Let me repeat that. The scripture says, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. And that's why Jesus had to die on the cross, because Blood had to be shared so that you could get back over to God. So with every stripe that was put upon Jesus' back and every time they plucked his beard out, there was a, a section of the, of the bridge was being put back together every time. Every time they, they ridiculed him and spit upon him, this bridge named Jesus was coming back alive. It was getting solid. Amen. It's true. Every stripe that was put upon his back, every one, another piece of the, of, the, of the bridge called Jesus was getting put back together. Mm. Woo! You just aren't going to make me preach by myself this morning, are you? You better not. I don't know what I'll do, but I'll do something. Now, this was torment. Because I'll tell you, let me just tell you, from my experience and most of your experience, man is not good without God. You guys aren't listening at all. I know from my life and many of you know from your life, man is not good without God. Amen. That's right. So, so here we have it. Man is over here in this broken down world where there's hatred and there's strife and there's sexual immorality and there's all kinds of junk and there's unforgiveness and gossip and backbiting. And men being lovers of men, all kinds of junk. And there's God and all of his goodness and all of his blessings over there and we can't get to him. Yeah. But Jesus chose to come and die on a cross. And his blood was shed for you. No matter how honorary you are. No matter how honorary you was. No matter what you done last night or the week before. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, while you were still in your sin, Christ died for you. Yeah. Not after you got everything all fixed up, why well, he finally, okay, they're trying really hard, so I'm going to go die for them. No, that's not what he said. While you was at your very worst, Christ said, I'll die for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what he said. So wouldn't you think that'd be enough for Jesus to die on the cross? Wouldn't that be enough? His blood was shed. The, the, he was unrecognizable. He was bleeding profusely. They had pulled his beard. They'd put 40 stripes upon his back. 
Wouldn't that be enough? Wouldn't that be enough to build the bridge? The answer is no. You see, God wanted more. You see, our, our sins was, was, was uh, washed away by the blood of Christ, but God wanted more. God wasn't satisfied with that. He wanted his creation. He wanted mankind to live with him forever. He wasn't satisfied with, with just our, our sins forgiven. So Jesus, just like every other person, went to a tomb. And they put him in the tomb, wrapped him up in the burial cloths as, as was the tradition of the day. And they rolled the stone over the, over the burial tomb. And, 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 there he, and there he was for three days. But see, God wasn't satisfied. He wanted more for mankind. He wanted more for his creation. He wanted to, he wanted to get closer. Did you have, have kids or grandchildren where you just want to get closer to them? You just want to hug them longer. You just want them to slow down just for a minute. Give me a hug. You ever, you ever, are you ever like that? <laughs> there. There. Uh, gentlemen, if you don't ever do that, let me tell you, that's getting points right there. And if you don't ever, <laughs> and if you don't ever do that, you need to start doing it. Okay. So Jesus is in the tomb. It seems like the devil has won. The savior is nowhere to be found. This so-called son of God, he's He's not healing nobody now. He's not, you know, he's not proclaiming to be the Messiah no more. They put him on a cross just like any other man. He's nobody special. We put him on the cross. The Romans thought we put him on the cross. He's not going nowhere. He wasn't the Messiah. He wasn't nobody special. But what the Romans didn't know is what Jesus was doing when he was in that grave. Woo! Yeah. Can you use the term kick butt in church? Can you, Troy? Okay. Troy said it's okay. Jesus wasn't just laying in that, in that tomb. No, he was defeating the devil. He was punching him up one side and down the other. And that's why I said earlier, he defeated death, he defeated hell, and he defeated the grave. Amen. Now, let me tell you, amen. Now, let me, I'm going to just go real quick. Let me tell you what that means for you. That means that you have the eternity. Even when you die, you can still live. Even when you die, you can still go to heaven and rejoice with, with God in heaven because Jesus deconquered death, hell, and the grave. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, so here it is. So here it is coming, coming about on the, on the third day. 
And you know that that stone starts to shake a little bit. You know, and those and the, those burial cloths they that they start to move just a little bit. And every time they moved, every time they moved, a plank was put back in that path back to God. The bridge wasn't done yet, but it was getting close. It was getting real close. You still couldn't walk on it because he hadn't raised from the dead yet, but it's getting real close. And that rock is starting to shake. And then the loins is starting, and I can just hear the angels. It's almost finished. It's almost finished. Get ready. Get ready. I can just hear the angels say, get ready. It's almost time. The bridge is almost time. It's almost time for any that call upon the name of the Lord. They'll be joining us in heaven. Amen. Amen. I can hear the angels say, it's almost time for John. It's almost time for Allie to come and see us. It's almost time for Derek. It's almost time for, for everybody to come and join us. Can you hear that? They're calling your name. It's almost time. The bridge is almost ready. The pathway is almost ready for each and every one of mankind to join the presence of God. Amen. Glory to God. You care if I go ahead and finish up this project here? Well, that's what Jesus done. And then finally, when that stone was finally rolled away and Jesus come out, healed and set free, and the King of kings and the Lord of lords, you and I can come up like this. You and I can have an open relationship with God the way God always wanted it. The way God always wanted his children to, to flock around him so, so that his blessings and his love and his mercy and his grace and his peace would overflow upon all of his children. That's the way God wants it. But there's a problem. So we talked about why, why Jesus had to be crucified. We talked about that because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And then why would he have to ra be raised from the dead? Because the bridge wasn't completed. God wanted more. He wanted, he wanted his mankind, his greatest creation, to be closer to him. So... How in the world, something 2,000 years ago, how in the world does that affect me? Each and every one of us. I was 27 years old when a man came to me, and I, I was in rehab. Not proud of it. I didn't read him. A man came to me, and he told me that, that God loved me and he had a purpose for my, li for my life, and I just shook my head. Oh, you don't. <laughs> I thought, you don't know me very well. And that's what I thought. But I didn't realize that there was a bridge named Jesus. And if I would just walk across that bridge and ask, ask him to forgive me of my sins and change me 
and show me what he wanted me to do. If, he, if I would just do that, God would welcome me into his family. All of my junk, all of my junk. You know, Mark sturdied this up. I should have told him not to do this because you know what I do with it. But all of my, all of my junk I would have to stay here all because I crossed this bridge called Jesus. And when I crossed that bridge, everything changed. When I crossed that, that's right. I don't know why. I mean, I know why. I don't know how. I don't know how it happens. It don't make sense. Just because I called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and asked him to forgive me and and ask him to change me and to change my heart, just because I do that, my, I change completely inside. I don't know how. But I know it did. But you know, it's not just me. There's thousands and thousands of people around the world that have crossed this bridge and experienced the real love of God. Not because they finally got life figured out. Not because they wanted to finally start living right. No. No, because they crossed that bridge named Jesus and they became a child of God. The blood of Jesus washed them and cleansed them and they became a child of God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Will you pray with me, please? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, Heavenly Father, I just praise you this morning and we worship you this morning for all that you do and all that you've done. And I just pray, oh, Lord, you, you take these words and this silly stuff that we have out here. And, and Father, I just pray that you'll minister to people's hearts and you'll show them the truths behind these illustrations. Oh, Lord, I ask you today, tap on their hearts and minister to them in Jesus' name. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.